Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danka, Barrett Ejectish, and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. And of course, Budget 2022, it will be announced this afternoon from 3.30pm. Finance Minister Lawrence Wong will be delivering this. Among the issues that is expected to feature quite prominently is taxes, I understand. And Ryan, you're going to be looking into carbon taxes. That's right. So in the months leading up to budget, we've all heard about how those prices will be going up for carbon tax. Uh, Right now, it's at around $5 per tonne and it's likely to increase to maybe $10 to $15 per tonne with effect from 2024. So will there be more urgency to do even more on this front? And how effective exactly will all these carbon taxes be if other countries don't do the same? Let's check in with Norman Hunt. She is the senior consultant for Wood Mackenzie. Happy Friday, Norman. How are you doing today? Great, great. Norman, let's uh, get your thoughts first on the pricing of carbon taxes. How do these pricing models actually work? Because if you look at what Singapore has right now, $5 per tonne, that's actually on the lower end of the spectrum. So how should governments go about deciding how much they should be pricing their carbon taxes? First of all, all the tax decisions need to be defined based on the national circumstances, right? In the aspect of carbon tax, you need to examine your emission profile, what level of greenhouse emission you are uh, running, and what are the relevant other capacities or government constraints, what level of support are there for mitigation actions among the public. And once that we get a clear picture around that, it will be decisions on what's the tax base, like whether it's on the production or sale of special fuel, or is it on the direct emission, like what Singapore is doing, like $5. Yeah. Okay. And so, have uh, Singapore's yeah. rate at around $5. If you compare it to elsewhere, uh, you've got most countries charging around $1 to 30 In Sweden, it's around $180 per tonne. In the European Union, it's around $120 per tonne. Is there some urgency for Singapore to get those, to those levels? Um, compared to global average, Singapore is a bit lower than the uh, latest average we access at around $15 hmm. for carbon tax. And... We generally believe uh, the price for carbon will increase, but the rate of it needs to be determined based on the national circumstances as mm. well. Because if it's too high, it will be detrimental to the country's economy as well. It's adding to inflation, right? So it will be good practice to have a predefined rate that is clear um, about what future increment in carbon tax rate will be, yeah. So it sounds like you need to strike a balance between uh, having a carbon tax rate that is not too high to be counterproductive towards economic activity. Um, So it's almost like having a package of uh, different measures that complement the carbon tax. Of course, of course. When when coming to carbon tax, it's not only the single tax rate we are looking at. It will be uh, good to examine what's the overall effective rate on fossil fuel on emissions. So if you already have an extra fees or surcharge on consumption of fossil fuel, that should be considered as Mm. part of effective coverage as well. 
Yeah. Right, so looking at other incentives or support for businesses to also push towards that green agenda. Uh, if you look at what um, we are having in terms of um, what's happening across the region, um, if other neighbouring countries don't do the same exactly when it comes to pricing the carbon taxes, is there this danger that they might see these companies go elsewhere to set up factories when they are faced with higher carbon taxes? Uh, that's a great point. The risk of carbon leakage, which is exactly as what you mentioned, like shifting the enterprise to other jurisdictions with lower, no or lower carbon price, is indeed a key weakness of existing carbon tax. It is indeed true concern, but it's not really an empirical mm. evidence that is showing that we have relocation of industry to other jurisdictions due to carbon tax. Because when we are making business decisions about where the factories are, it's a more complicated issue than carbon tax itself, right? So you need to consider the, the, the supply chain, you need to consider the uh, labor force, human resources, things like this. So it's because of the climate mitigation framework we currently have, but it, I, I personally will say it's not significant enough to be um, criticized for carbon tax at current stage. Uh, Norman, if you look at carbon tax, it seems to become an increasingly popular way to address climate change. But at the same time, it's worth noting not every country is pushing forward with the same pace and urgency. Um, and on some levels, it looks like it's quite fragmented when it comes to how these approaches are being done. How close are we to having a more harmonized um, approach towards all these policies where we can have uh, maybe universal um, standards to um, carbon taxes and carbon emissions trading and so on and so forth? There is consensus of climate change that something needs to be done, but there's not really a consensus about how to do it and what instrument to use. But we have gone a lot of experience with traditional policy tools like carbon tax or emission trading systems being implemented domestically and regionally. On top of that, there are some recent environments suggesting that a policy can possibly work on the international level. So, for instance, with the environments at the OECD level shows that the multilateral agreement on tax, such as global minimum corporate tax, is no longer off of reach, right? It's suggesting the countries might be able to achieve an agreement on global carbon tax as well, right? So that's something today implemented globally and it will eliminate the concern for carbon leakage. And besides that, there are also progress made on the global carbon market mechanism as well. So namely the Article 6 of the Paris Agreement that has been set out um, in COP26 last year. It gives the clarity of like how carbon credits generated by emission reduction or removal activities can be included in a global market. So that's something added to the toolkit for each country to use to address climate issues as well. All right, lots to watch around the topic of carbon tax, especially with Budget 22 this afternoon. I'm sharing Norman Han. She is the Senior Consultant for Wood McKenzie. Norman, thank you for your time today and have a great weekend in advance. Thank you.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.